welcome to the John Gardena Classroom. In this podcast, I will be doing my second book review. And the book was called The Way of the Pilgrim. The preface, the pilgrim is deeply in love with God and never tires of communicating with him. Through constant communication with God, he gains much wisdom and understanding. He also knows that the cost of discipleship will never begin to measure up to the rewards which await the faithful disciple who does the will of the Father. So let's start with chapter 1. Chapter 1 begins, By the grace of God I am a Christian, by my deeds a great sinner, and by my calling a homeless wanderer of the humblest origin, roaming from place to place. The pilgrim truly wants to know how to pray constantly and ceaselessly in his journey. The first wise man he runs into on his journey, he gives him advice on how to pray. Ceaseless interior prayer is a continuous aspiration and a yearning of the spirit of a man toward God. The pilgrim said, only fidelity to prayer will lead to a person to enlightenment and union with Christ. An elder came to him and said, The ceaseless Jesus prayer is a continuous, uninterrupted call on the holy name of Jesus Christ with the lips, mind, and heart. And in the awareness of the abiding presence, it is a plea for his blessing in all the understandings, in all places, at all times, even in sleep. The words of the prayer are this, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. The other replied, the action of the enemy is permitted by God's will to the extent that it is necessary for us. It seems that humility needs to be tested and that you are not ready to enter the interior of your heart, for you may fall into spiritual greediness. The elder gives them a rosary and says, say the Jesus prayer vocally at least 3,000 times a day. This exercise will help you to achieve the ceaseless activity of the heart. The pilgrim then adheres to the elder's word, and he was told saying the prayer 3,000, no, 6,000, to eventually 12,000 times per day. The elder replied, Praise be to God, now you have both a longing for prayer and that the recitation of it comes easily. This is a natural result of discipline and frequent practice. The pilgrim left and explained that the Jesus prayer is prayed without ceasing and is more precious to him than anything else in the world. For when the cold air chills him, hunger, or when he feels pain in his body, he says the prayer and all of those ailments disappear. Chapter 2 The pilgrim wants to dive deeper into prayer, and on his journey, he gets mugged by two men. He states that he could barely move for two days, and on the third day, he fell into a deep sleep and had a dream. I was in the cell of my spiritual father, grieving over the loss of his Bible and other book. The elder comforted him and said, This is a lesson to detach from materialistic things so that your path to heaven will be more direct. This was permitted so that you would not fall into spiritual complacency. 
God wants a Christian to renounce completely his will, his desires, and his weaknesses and give himself up to God's will totally. No matter how you drive yourself, how much effort you exert, and what kind of physical feats you accomplish, if you do not constantly walk in the presence of God with ceaseless prayer in your heart, then you will never have peace from the disturbing thoughts and you will always have an inclination towards sin, even in small matters. The fruits of prayer of the heart can be experienced in three ways. First, the spirit. One can experience the sweetness of the love of God, inner peace, purity of thought, awesomeness of God's presence, and ecstasy. The second is emotions, a pleasant warmth of the heart, a feeling of delight throughout one's being, joyful, bubbling in the heart, lightness and courage, joy of life, and an indifference to sickness and sorrow. And the last is revelation. One receives the enlightenment of the mind, understanding of the Holy Scripture, knowledge of speech for all creatures, awareness of the sweetness of the interior life, and confidence in the nearness of God and His love for all of us. What do we get from solitude? It is more joyful to pray with other people. God did not create man to be alone, to be preoccupied with himself. People should help one another and lead one another toward salvation and whatever they can. For John 15:4 says, Make your home in me as they make mine in you. People who don't want to pray ceaselessly, one, oppose the inspired word of God, two, do not want a more perfect state for their soul, three, they tend to fail into the deception of pride. Chapter 3 The pilgrim's parents passed away when he was only three years old. He went to live with his grandfather and ten-year-old brother. When he was seven, his brother pushed him off a ledge where he broke his left hand, and he barely had any strength, still to this day. His grandfather's sight faded, so he would read him the Bible. When he was 18, his grandfather became very ill, and he told him of all of his inheritances, inheritance would go to him. His grandfather also told him to pray to God, do not place your trust in anything but him, go to church and read the Bible. The pilgrim married shortly after, and after his marriage, his grandfather passed. Since the inheritance was only given to him, his brother became envious and planned to kill him. Instead, while his wife and him were sleeping, his brother came into his house, stole money, and burned the house down. As they fled the house, the only thing that he grabbed was the Bible. He said to his wife as they watched the house burning, Glory be to God. At least the Bible is saved, and we have it to comfort us in our sorrows. He rebuilt a small house and lived quietly with his wife until two years later his wife became ill and died. Chapter 4 After his wife had passed, the pilgrim left everything and began his spiritual walk. He walked for 13 years and then had a desire to travel to Jerusalem. Before he left, he stated, God in his divine providence is in charge of our destiny and our actions as it is written from Philippians 2.13. It is God 
for his own loving purpose, who puts both the will and the action into you. Every action of every day should cause you to remember and praise God. And if you do this, then you will be praying ceaselessly and your soul will be joyful. The fact is, is that we are alienated from ourselves and have little desire to really know ourselves. We run in order to avoid meeting ourselves and we exchange the truth for trinkets while we say, I would like to have time for prayer and spiritual life, but the cares and difficulties of this life demand all of my time and energies. And what is more important and necessary, the eternal life of the soul or the temporary life of the body about which man worries so much? It is the choice which man makes that either leads him to wisdom or keeps him in ignorance. Ceaseless prayer consists in constantly calling on the name of God. Whether one is talking, walking, working, or eating, or doing anything else, in all places, at all times, it behooves us to call on the name of the Lord. One priest said to him, To be spiritually enlightened and to be an interior man, one only needs to take a passage from Scripture and meditate on it. As much as possible, one should hold one's attention on it, and in this way, one's mind will become illuminated. Chapter 5 Of course, God does not need prayer from us sinners, but in His love for us, He likes to see us pray. Not only is the highest form of prayer, which the Holy Spirit initiates and arouses in us, pleading to him, a prayer which he commands us to carry out in the words, Abide in me as I abide in you. But even small acts done in his name are pleasing to his sight. Only in the scales of justice, one short minute of calling on the name of Jesus Christ, can outweigh many hours lust and slothlessness. Love usually develops through knowledge, and the more in-depth and scope the knowledge has, the more love there will be, and easier it will be for the soul to open itself to God's love, and is contemporary, the most perfect and sublime Godhead, and His infinite love for mankind. When reading the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, should lead the mind into the history of the life of Jesus. The second part, have mercy on me, a sinner, tells the story of our weakness and sinfulness as an extraordinary way because it has not possible for a poor, humble, and sinful soul to express their petition more fundamentally and more precisely. It also asks God to forgive my sins and to help me improve my life. Give me an ardent desire to do your will and convert my mind, my heart, and my will to you alone. Mark, the aesthetic, said, The soul which is interiorly united with God is full of joy and like a gentle and simple-hearted child does not judge anyone, neither the Greek, the pagan, the Jew, not the sinner, 
but looks at everyone without exception, with a pure eye, rejoices with the whole world, and desires that all, Greek, Jew, and pagan, praise God. A noble man spoke to the pilgrim and said, Prayer is the essence of the Christian life. I consider prayer the most important and necessary means of salvation and the first responsibility of every Christian. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so your joy will be complete. That's John 16, 24. And this indeed is what happened to them. For when the apostle learned to pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, they performed many miracles and were themselves transformed. Chapter 6. By careful reading, I discovered that the gospel, as an abundant fountain, contains all that is necessary for the interior prayer and a holy life. God's purpose is the reward, is to reward us, both here and hereafter, for the keeping of his holy laws. Here, then, is the secret of a man's salvation. It is not based on the reliance of his own efforts. The essence and truth of prayer. Prayer means to direct the mind and the heart to constant remembrance of God, to walk in his divine presence, to arouse oneself the love of God by means of meditation, and to say the name of Jesus in harmony with one's breath and beating of one's heart. St. Macarius the Great said, To pray often is in our will, but to pray truly is a gift of grace. St. John Climacus wrote, When the soul is darkened by impure thoughts, you can overcome them by frequently calling on the name of Jesus. You will not find a more powerful and successful tool than this on heaven or on earth. Constant exercise in prayer would draw the soul away from the sinful actions and would bring it to essential knowledge and to union with God. The Power of Prayer by Examples 1. Pray and think what you will, for your thoughts will be purified by prayer. 2. Your actions will become devout and fruitful and beneficial for your salvation. 3. Pray and do not try hard by your own power to overcome your passions. 4. Do not be afraid of trouble or misfortune, for prayer will protect you and sustain you under all circumstances. 5. Be happy in spirit and peace, for your prayer will direct your life and give you understanding. And lastly, 6. If you use all your time to pray, then naturally <clears throat> you will not have time left either for sinful deeds or sinful thoughts. Every desire, every undertaking, every action of a man has at itself as its goal self-fulfillment and happiness. The natural tendency of man is to be preoccupied with self-fulfillment. Throughout his whole life, 
The outward pouring of this inner feeling and desire of itself inclines one towards prayer. But because of self-love, it reaches its goal with difficulty. The less man succeeds in attaining happiness, the more he has his mind set on it, the more he desires it, the more urgently he pours out his desire in prayer. He ardently asks the cause of all being for what he needs. And so innate self-love, the chief element of life, is the basic reason which arouses the natural man to pray. In wisdom, the Creator poured into human nature of man the capacity for self-love as an enticement, as the Father would say, which would attract the fallen human being to heavenly aspiration. Oh, if man would not corrupt the capacity, but would preserve it in its excellence, united with the spiritual nature, then he would have strong encouragement and means on the way to moral perfection. Chapter 7 Dejection is worse than any other kind of sin and is the strongest instrument which the world of darkness uses against us. St. Isaac of Syria said, If we place all the actions of our life on one side of the scale and silence on the other, we find that silence outweighs them all. Working signs and miracles in the world cannot be compared with the excellence of silence. The indifferent individual can become enthusiastic. The dull one can become shared. The slothful one energetic simply by association with men who have those positive qualities. St. Simon stated, interior prayer is perfect obedience, guarding the purity of one's conscience in regards to God, to neighbor, and to objects and a resolve to walk in the presence of God. Hezekiah of Jerusalem said, If in the spirit of humility and remembrance of death, you reproach yourself, resist distracting thoughts, and remain in your heart constantly calling on Jesus Christ. And if you preserve all this narrow but sweet path of the mind, you will reach a state of contemplation and will be enlightened about the deep mysteries of Christ as in Colossians 2.3, until you really know God's secret in which all the jewels of wisdom and knowledge are hidden. John 15.5, cut off from me, you can do nothing. And to end the book of the pilgrim, brief directives for prayers of the heart. There's 10 of them. Sit or stand in a dimly lit and quiet place. Two, recollect yourself. Three, with the help of your imagination, find the place of the heart and stay there with attention. Four, lead the mind from the head into the heart and say, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Five, as much as possible, guard the attention of your mind and do not allow any thought to enter it. Six, be patient and peaceful. Seven, be moderate in food, drink, and sleep. Eight, learn to love silence. Nine, read the scriptures. And ten, as much as possible, 
avoid distracting occupations. Well, this concludes my summary, The Way of the Pilgrim. It was given to me by a good friend, Ron Matthews from Canada. And my summary of the book, besides the notes that I thought were important for you as a listener, is that really just a couple things. One, we need to do a better job of praying. And some of the things the pilgrim talks about is just being in silence to pray ceaselessly, which is the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And do repetitive prayer where you find a connection between our Lord and your heart. And it's something that's a transformation of your heart and relationship with Jesus and with God. And it takes time. It's like anything you try to build habits of. Building the habit of prayer is very important for that relationship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So my advice would be is to pray three times a day. That's from Daniel. So morning, lunchtime, and before bed. And just start slow. doesn't have to take a lot of time. And it could be a short prayer, just like the Jesus prayer. But the most important thing is, is that you find a connection in silence, in solitude, without distraction, to build your relationship with our Creator. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you soon. God bless.